thank you for tuning in to the Fires of Revival podcast. It is my prayer that you are helped by the weekly ministry conversations and expositional teachings through Key Bible Passages. Please be sure to rate and review the podcast. And now for the episode. Take your Bibles this morning and we are going to the book of Proverbs. Hopefully you know what chapter we are in if you listened to last week's episode. Uh, Last week I started a series, anytime an interview isn't taking place or some special episode like that. We are going to be in the book of Proverbs, and whatever chapter or whatever day of the month that we are in, the day the episode airs, will be the chapter of Proverbs that we're in. So today is February the 29th, so we are in February, we're in February, we're in Proverbs 29. Uh, So next time we meet, it will be March, so we'll be in uh, one of the first few chapters uh, of Proverbs. I have to look to see at the top of my head what chapter that would be, but we'll be at the beginning of the book. And every week we'll be looking at that, and I'm telling you this for several reasons. One is that you can go ahead and read those chapters and know exactly where we're going to be and go ahead and think about it and be reading it. And then two, whenever you do that, whenever we come and meet together as a podcast weekly, you can uh, get a little bit more understanding of what you read. Because when I was the age of most of those listening, most of our listeners are teenagers and young adults, but especially teenagers that age 13 to 16 is the largest group that we have. And when I was that age, I would try reading my Bible, and I could read a chapter, and I could do it. But you were to ask me what I read, I'd tell you, I don't know. Or I would say something, you know, fumble my way through it and say, well, God was mentioned. And if it was the New Testament, oh, it's about Jesus, you know. But that was about it. When it came to Proverbs, I would read it. I'm like, I don't get what any of this means. And Proverbs is an excellent book, especially for teenagers. And I really just want to help everybody to be able to understand it. Uh, in ministry, I have two goals in life. I've asked the Lord to help me with these, and it's really just two goals. I don't care about you know preaching at a big conference or meeting. Those aren't goals uh, that I have. It would be neat, a cool experience, but two goals that I have in ministry. One is I want to be an encourager, somebody who encourages people, someone like a Barnabas who encourages others to serve the Lord, to follow God, to make the right decision, just to be right influences on others, pointing them to Christ. And the second thing, as I want to help as many people understand the Bible as possible. So really the goal of this series isn't necessarily that you will leave here, you know, um, you know, bawling your eyes out because you were so moved with conviction or something like that, although that may happen, and I would love for that to you, and if the Lord's convicting your heart that you're so open and soft to that. But really the goal is you leave here saying, you know what, that proverb makes a little more sense. And those verses he read, I read that this morning, and I didn't really get it, but now I do. And I really want to help as many people understand the Bible as I can. And this series, I believe, helps with that. Uh, We're doing this with our teenagers in youth group that I'm recording. This is technically the 28th. This is airing the 29th, of course. Uh, But tonight in youth group on Wednesday nights, we meet uh, 7 o'clock. We're in Proverbs 28 tonight. Uh, This past Sunday, we were in Proverbs 25. Um, And we're doing the same thing there. And I'm keeping all three of these things the same. So those who are in youth group that come on Sundays and Wednesdays, you can get that third proverb of the week by listening to this on Thursdays. And I'm really doing this to help as many Christians understand the Bible as possible. Because again, when I was a teenager, I didn't understand it. I didn't know a lot of what I was reading. I I mean, I can tell you what John 3.16 meant and stuff, but anything else, I didn't have an understanding of that. And it really wasn't until senior year of high school, really even freshman year of college, before I started getting a grasp on the meaning of verses and really making it a goal to try to understand what I was reading. And I'm ashamed of that. I wish I would have gotten this done earlier, and that's why I'm trying to help you guys. So this morning, we're in Proverbs 29. We're going to look at two verses. 
in the chapter. They really kind of go hand in hand, and you'll see they're a little different, kind of like a different spin on each thing, but similar theme. Uh, the title this morning is Watch Your Tongue. All right, I'm curious. You don't have to raise your hand. You can't raise your hand. I mean, you can, but I won't see it, of course. We've all said things. Maybe your parents have got onto you and told you to watch your mouth. Or the phrase, the old expression, you know, I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap. Maybe you've looked back and you've said some things you regret. Well, the two verses we're looking at this morning deal with how do you work on saying the right things and how can you hold your tongue. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 29. Hopefully you you found your place by now. I've been talking for several minutes, so hopefully you have it. But let's look at verse 11. The Bible says this, A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in until afterwards. One of the keys to understanding this is knowing what a fool is. A fool really is someone who knows what is right and what is wrong and chooses to do wrong. All right, Proverbs mentions several characters. The simple, they're the person who has no clue what's going on. They don't know anything. They're just foolish. In a, in a nutshell, basically, they are dumb or they are stupid. And not meaning that as an insult, just they don't know any better. They're like a child. They don't know everything. They just don't know some things. And a simple is one who doesn't know. A fool knows yet chooses to do wrong. The wise man knows and chooses to do right. He's the third character in Proverbs. And the fourth is the scorner. The scorner knows what is right and wrong, does wrong, and then makes it a goal to make everybody else do wrong. And really knowing those four characters in Proverbs will help you understand this book. Well, verse 11 mentions uh, two, the fool and the wise man. The fool, again, they're the one who knows what right and wrong is and chooses to do wrong. A fool uttereth all his mind. Fools are known as for the speaking their mind when they shouldn't. Maybe someone's ever said something to you, and you, that does, that urge, that desire in your heart to clap back at them, so to speak. And that urge is building, and you're feeling the rush of, I've got to say this, oh, I've got to one-up them. They said that to me, I can't believe it. Well, a fool speaks their mind. They say what comes off the cuff. They don't care. They say what's regardless, and ultimately that's what makes them the fool. They're the type of person that says the wrong thing and wonders why they get punched in the mouth because they said something they shouldn't. But look at what the wise man is described as. Verse 11, a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. Right, A real sign of wisdom, a sign of maturity, is somebody who watches their tongue and holds it in. You ever, someone said something to you and you bit your lip and you held it in and then later on you were glad you did because you realized that it probably would have got you in a lot of trouble. The wise man is the bigger man in this case. He is the one that when he is insulted, when somebody ridicules him, he holds it in. Right? He doesn't fight fire with fire. He says, you know what? They're fighting and insulting me and spreading rumors. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to hold it in. I know it. I have the words to say that could ruin their reputation. And I could blow up and fight fire with fire. And they could bring a machine gun. And I can bring a bazooka and blow this whole thing up. But a wise man says, nope. I'm holding it in until afterwards. I'm keeping my peace. I'm going to let them figure it out and let God bring the judgment. Because here's the thing. When it comes to using our tongue, when people say things to us, we can let God have the last laugh and let God take care of it, or we can take care of it ourselves and say something, but usually when we say something, it makes the situation worse, whereas if God were to let, be handling it like if we would have let him, it would fix the problem in the first place. But again, a wise man keeps it until afterwards, but a fool uttereth all his mind. They're the person, they just say what comes to mind, whether it's good or bad, they don't hold anything back, and it gets them in trouble. Their tongue gets them in trouble. That's one of the keys of Proverbs as you study it, is all throughout the 31 chapters of this book, the fool is reprimanded for his tongue. It's mentioned quite a bit. I would encourage you as you read Proverbs to look for references to the fool and the tongue and the wise man and the tongue and compare the two. 
and the fool is reprimanded for his tongue, usually by saying something when he's supposed to be quiet. And it gets him in trouble. He sticks his foot in his mouth, so to speak. The next verse, verse 20, so towards the end of the chapter, the Bible says this. Seest thou a man that is hasty in his words? There is more hope of a fool than of him. This idea of hasty in his words, it means rushing to speak or speaking before you think. You ever just said something and it came out and then you put your hand over your mouth and you're thinking, oh my word, I just said that, really? There's no way that in my head came out of my mouth. Well, it's true, we've all been there. I've been there. Each of us have. Uh, The Bible warns, though, that those who speak their mind like that, that speak before they think, there is more hope for a fool to do right who doesn't want to do right than someone who always speaks their mind. And he's giving that stark reminder that watch your tongue. Your tongue gets you in trouble. I know I'm not the only one. We've all said things that have been foolish and stupid and got ourselves in trouble. As Christians, we have to watch our tongue. We have to bridle our tongue. We have to take care of it because if we don't, our tongue will get us in trouble. I tell my students often, I teach uh, middle school and some high school classes, but mostly middle school. And if any of you middle schoolers are listening, you, you can agree to this and you know, and you've probably been the, some of the ones guilty of this. Uh, but especially in middle school, I warn them. Uh, I'll tell my students, I'll say 95% of the trouble you get in would go away magically if you just stopped talking and closed your mouth. And it is so true. The reason we get in trouble is because we talk, we run our mouth. I think of sports, most of the time players get technical fouls isn't because they punch somebody. Usually it's because they ran their mouth and they shouldn't have. We get in trouble when our mouth starts speaking before we think. Because if you take the time and think out the consequences of what you're going to say, I believe we'd stop saying 95% of the things that we say that get us in trouble. Because if you realized, hey, if I sound off on this guy, it's going to cause me to lose my job. You probably wouldn't. Or if you realized, hey, if I get even with this person, they're just going to make the whole problem worse and blow up again and take this to somebody else and spread rumors, I probably shouldn't. And we think that way. If we take the time to actually think before we speak, we'd save ourselves a world of trouble. Like I said, 90% of the trouble we get in is because we opened our mouth in situations that we shouldn't. Proverbs eleven and uh, Proverbs 29, 11, and 20 both hint at the fact that the fool speaks before he thinks. He speaks his mind before he thinks about it. Whereas a wise man holds it and they bridle their tongue. So the challenge this morning is pretty simple. Ask the Lord to help you hold your tongue, to watch your tongue, to hold your peace, to be quiet next time instead of sounding off on the person that you want to sound off on. Don't just speak your mind because it feels right or it seems like the right thing to do because oftentimes what seems right isn't. And we're going to close with a text. Let's go to James chapter number 3. Uh, Many people have coined, many Bible teachers have coined James as the Proverbs of the New Testament. And I believe that's true. If you were to read the book of James, it's five chapters. You can read a chapter a day and have this book read in five days. And one of the keys of this book is it talks about wisdom. And the tongue is mentioned quite a bit. Let's go to Proverbs, or Proverbs, James chapter 3, excuse me. And let's look at verses 5 and 6. The Bible says this, the whole chapter really, the first half of it really is about the tongue. But in verses 5 and 6, he says this, Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasts with great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among your members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire of hell. Uh, verse 7, he describes a bunch of animals that we can't tame. Verse 8, but the tongue, or that we can tame. Verse 8, but the tongue can no man tame. 
It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Right? As Christians, we have a choice. Our tongue can ruin lives or it can build up. Your tongue can bless people and encourage them or it can tear them down and discourage them. So ask the Lord this morning to help you watch your tongue, to hold your peace when you want to speak your mind, to think before you speak so that your tongue doesn't get you in trouble and your tongue doesn't ruin relationships and ruin friendships and cause hurt. And as James mentions, uh, turning your tongue into a fire that spreads and ravages like a wildfire, destroying everything in its path. So ask the Lord this morning to help you watch your tongue. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for this day. Thank you so much for your word, Father. Thank you for this book of Proverbs, uh, this book of wisdom. I pray that you will help us uh, today to watch our tongue, to take some time and really think about what we have to say and think before we speak and hold things in, Father, and not to come across as a fool because we continue to sound off and say what comes to mind. Help us to watch our tongues today, and we ask all of this in your Son's name. Amen.